Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Scully, your first outing of the season, how did it feel? Great, great to get some minutes on my boots. Great to get out there. Smell, smell the live radio experience. You know, just get it back in your system. Great. Yeah, it, there's no, there's no substitute for live radio when it comes to broadcasting fitness. And uh, I think you passed today's test of flying colours. <laughs> but the drama that we had pumped oh, into this show from the start because, oh. I mean, I, I'm sure by now you may have seen uh, the scores. But it, I mean, with Forest, it was unreal that first half. Those four minutes. Those four minutes were incredible. So much happened. It was like the Big Bang. You know when they break it down, the, when you <laughs> hear about the Big Bang, they break down what happened in microseconds. People will be analysing that four minutes in a similar way for years to come. And so, Well, that's interesting because if that is the Big Bang, it obviously then ends in what people, you know, will be the big crunch, won't it? Because then the universe will <laughs> zip back. And I guess <laughs> that's what happened was Forrest... I mean, we're recording this at a time where the game is still going on, I think. Um, or is it full time? I've got, I've got one eye. As you'll hear in this episode, I've got one eye on what happens at the Emirates, Arsenal 2, Fulham 2 right now. We're in the, they're in the, as we're recording this, Arsenal are in the 99th minute. Will the Premier League just keep letting this fixture play on until why, the Arsenal... Why are you so... Is it just the Declan Rice thing or is it something else? I think it's the Declan Rice thing. It's really pulled a lens over the fact that Arsenal fans really believe they're going to win the title. And, and you don't want them that to? That irks me. Why does it irk you? I never minded Arsenal. I thought they were great. Yeah. They were like such a great, famous history. Like, and, and the fans were lovely. But then this Declan Rice thing happened, and I realised, blimey, Arsenal fans are unhinged. <laughs> well, if you are an Arsenal fan, enjoy the show. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It is still Bournemouth nil, Spurs 2, Ross County nil, Rangers 2. Uh, about 15 minutes left in both of those games. But of course, at 3 o'clock, a very special day of football gets underway. And here to preview it is the very special Chris Skull. As the rumours surrounding an Oasis reunion continue <laughs> to stir... It is Tottenham Hotspur who are feeling supersonic in the lunchtime kickoff <laughs> against Bournemouth. Spurs currently winning 2 0, and there's a champagne supernova of Premier League action from 3 pm with five fixtures kicking off. Now, little by little in North London, Mikel Arteta has given Gunners fans everything they ever dreamed of namely, a community shield and a backs against the wall victory over Palace at Selhurst Park. Both of which, some might say, were celebrated as if either achievement would live forever. Nonetheless, Arsenal take on Fulham at the Emirates at 3pm, convinced their early season run against teams many think will struggle constitutes some sort of title challenge. Do you know what I mean? At the Brentford Community Stadium, the Bees take on Crystal Palace with Thomas Frank formulating a master plan to keep his unbeaten record in the Premier League this season safe from the claws of Roy Hodgson's Eagles. Elsewhere at Goodison Park, with the Toffees playing like they've indulged in cigarettes and alcohol all summer, it falls on Sean Dyche to see if he can do anything to wake up, wake up, his boy. Boys in blue. The terrible form of last year has poured into this season with Everton winless and bottom of the league as they take on a Wolves team who are equally winless and playing like they're half a world away from clocking up their tally in the win column. And at Old Trafford, having gone 30 games without defeat, United fans have stopped 
complaining about their home form. <laughs> Eric Ten Hagside take on Nottingham Forest this afternoon with Forest's sole victory at the Theatre of Dreams coming in December 1994, courtesy of goals by Collymore and Pierce. Perhaps today is going to be the day that they clock up their second victory in Manchester. And so the Hammers can wait until 5.30pm for their fixture away to Brighton. The Seagulls undefeated in all 12 meetings between the two sides in the Premier League. So, don't go away. Today's a day that all the world will see. It's Chris Gull and that rock and roll star Matt Ford bringing you footy, scores and music on Absolute Radio in the sunshine. You know, my favourite thing is when you drop in the lyrics and sing them not to the tune. Thanks very much. Because today is going to be the day. <laughs> oh, mate, that was so good. Here we go. Of course, oh, Forest's cheers, only mate. victory at Old Trafford in the Premier League. In the era. Premier League, yeah. And critical, I realised that as soon I, as I said it. I did exist before 1992. <laughs> not that we remember it. Scully, you've had a very big week this week. You interviewed Huge a week. titan of football and broadcasting. One of the biggest of all time, Mr. Gary Lineker. Oh, man. What was that for? Uh, the new series of Quickly Kevin, my fo- my football podcast about football in the 90s. Brilliant. What and was what, he like? What, I mean, do you know what? about The thing about Gary Lineker that I've learned this week, a tremendous broadcaster. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's clocked this, <laughs> but you ask him a question and you get a great answer every single time. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> yeah. So we interviewed him for Quickly Kevin. This is a podcast I do with Josh Widdicombe. And um, we we just wanted to ask him questions he'd never had before in his life. So we sat down, we tried to work out all the questions that he'd never been asked. Great. One of them, for example, why was his tan at Italian 90 so good? <laughs> do you remember how brown he He was so tanned. Yeah. He was an Adonis. Yeah. Like he never had, he never recaptured the, the days of that tan again. His brothers tried, but <laughs> he never <laughs> had to move on. And what was his answer? Um, do you know what he? It was a fascinating answer, actually. He told us that when they were going away to World Cups, like in '86 and 1990, the players weren't allowed to sunbathe that much. They were, okay. they were, they only had 20 minutes of sunbathing a day. They weren't allowed to spend because it tires you. Apparently, oh, this well, is what yeah. Gary was saying. So Bobby Robson was at, like out there almost with a stopwatch. When you've had too long, you've got to get inside. <laughs> Which made me think about when you go away to a World Cup, you kind of, if you go on holiday, you spend most of your time around the pool. But if, you, if you're going away for a World Cup and you can't even hang out by the pool, you're just in your room. No wonder they were so bored. But I tell you what, these days, given what we know about the sun's rays and its effect on the skin, Bobby Robson, way ahead of the curve <laughs> on the damaging effects of uh, UV light. Um, and is, is Lineker, what's he like in the flesh? Is he good looking? Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a tremendously good looking. Do you know, here's a weird fact about Gary Lineker. Do you know, he's older now than Des was, Des Lynham, when he retired. No way! Yes. That by is... a few years. No. By a few years, yeah. But, and, what? I can't and also, Gary Lineker's tenure, I think it's something like he's been doing Match of the Day for 24 years. <gasps> Do you know, Des Lynham, I think, did it for 11. I'll need to check that. But it's he's totally outstripped. He's the re- No one in the history of Matter of the Day has had a longer tenure as presenter than Gary Lineker. That is incredible. So how old was Lynham when he retired then? 60? Gary's, Gary's 62 now, and I think Des might have been 60. And I think it was Euro 2004 was his final broadcast. 
I cannot... Be- that is just insane. I know, amazing fact. But do you know what I think's happened there? Des looked older than he was, and Gary looks younger than he, he is. Yeah, and also, Des probably and- looks 60 in his 20s. I bet he had a massive tash on, like, his primary school photos. <laughs> so, Scully, what other nuggets of wisdom did you get out of him? Are you sat down? Are you ready yeah. to hear about... Are you ready to hear about why England went out of Italian 90 at the semi-final? Because this is Chris great Because w- of Chris Waddle's penalty. Yeah, well, it was the penalty shootout, of course. But do you remember, Germany scored all of their penalties. Peter Shilton didn't save any. Yeah. And Gary Lineker revealed to me that about a week before... Oh, no, maybe a few days before that semi-final, Gary and Peter Shilton, who roomed together, they would always room together, they were watching a penalty shootout from Italia 90 that occurred maybe at the quarter-final stage or the round before that. And they said in this penalty shootout, Gary observed to Peter Shilton that about half of the penalties would go straight down the middle and the keeper's diving out the way. So they concocted a strategy that that Schiltz in the semi-final would kind of follow the ball, but basically be on guard to save the ones that go down the middle. But of course, the West Germans bury them all in the corner. England go out. It's Lineker's fault. And it's Lineker's fault. There we go. It's Lineker's fault. Why does he hate our way of life? He is, he is at war with his country. The man is a menace. He should be retrospectively punished 33 years later for our broken little hearts, Scully. Uh, do, do you want to know another fact? This is yeah. not a Gary Lineker fact. This is a Dar- Darren Anderson fact. Um, <laughs> things, something we were denied. During Euro 96, we had this golden goal uh, rule that was yeah. put in place. And Darren Anderson told me, you remember Darren Anderson hits the post in extra time against the Germans? Yeah. And if he'd have scored it, it would have been the golden goal. So there would have been, the extra time would have just ended. The game, the whole game ends if Darren Anderson slots it, he hits the post. But the, the England team had pre-planned a celebration. I don't know if you know this. That if Darren Anderson had scored that goal in injury time, yeah. uh, sorry, in extra time the golden goal the whole england team were going to run off the pitch straight down the tunnel <laughs> that no was going to be the celebration there's Can no you imagine way that? they'd have stuck to that <laughs> there's no way if you beat the germans at wembley in a semi-final on a golden goal you just file out in an orderly fashion no way. i think they were all gonna leg it they were all gonna leg it down the tunnel and just leave the germans just devastated on the pitch. <laughs> the Germans. Even the way you say it. It's still a, there's still a hint of jingoism there. The Germans. Look, they ended up winning Euro 96. I'm sure they're fine with this. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We're talking about something that didn't happen. I reckon, had Gascoigne scored, or Gascoigne would have been scaling the floodlights. There's no way he'd have remembered <laughs> to just knit back to the dressing room. But, oh, my word. Uh, um, do you know what? James Madison on the score sheet for Spurs. He's the perfect Spurs player. There's something about it it just looks he's just right I know I'd hate to pay a compliment to Tottenham but James <laughs> Madison is the perfect Spurs player do you think he's got you know, that you know slight I mean? he also looks I would say facially like a kind of flashy <laughs> London boy white yes. teeth I mean he, he, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him at all I'm sure he's a lovely fella just a slight geezery element to him yeah, looks a bit yeah. Love that he could he could imagine right. him in the stand. Right, you geez. can imagine him in Faces nightclub in Essex after the match. Teeth so white you don't need lights on. Just so absolutely, and I bet he wears some absolutely incredible clothes, <laughs> like white jackets and cowboy boots and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh wow. Is, is that, right, you geez, think that's so. what people wear in Essex? Do you know what it is? I think he looks facially a little bit like Teddy Sheringham. Yes, I think there is that. There's a and also, I think the. The kit, I think you, you're onto something with the dressing in white. I think the white shirt does look good on him. Mm. It does look good. In a way that, remember Jamie Redknapp when he played for Spurs? And I saw that, when I saw him in a Spurs shirt, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I get it. 
I get it. it I get why they signed him because he looks good in that shirt. It just makes sense. Like, but yes, yeah. uh, Spurs are now top of the league. Um, West Ham languishing in seventh, Scully. <laughs> uh, terrible, terrible start to the season. Alphabetical order. Surely that's a factor <laughs> at this point. Surely. Of course it is, yeah. Uh, Forrest, of course, away at Manchester United at three o'clock. Very exciting. I'm still in the, um, oh, I'm just happy to be there kind of phase of being a Premier League club now. Well, you're almost established now. This is season t- the difficult second season. Oh, I was going to tell you, wasn't I, about my week? So you oh, may yeah. have been hobnobbing with Lineker. Um, uh, in fact, it was today that something very historic happened to me. For the first time ever, I had poutine. Yeah, I'm surprised by this. I feel like, I almost feel like what it would mean? be flowing through your veins anyway. Uh, thank you, I think. <laughs> what are you saying? Just because I'm, a, you know, periodically chunky, that I'm addicted to gravy. <laughs> if you've never had it, it's, it's fries, cheese curd, which is just like chunks of cheese and gravy. It's the Canadian national dish. And it's phenomenal. Have you had it? Mate, it's so up your street. How have you managed to live this long without having it? Well, I just... Is that, I would imagine you ate that, like, when you were one. <laughs> what? What if my mum will be listening to this and be horrified? She had me on a very <laughs> nutritious diet. Are you still on breast milk at one? No. <laughs> I think you probably were fed cheese and gravy. You just didn't know it was called putain. <laughs> putain? Oh, you pretentious... God, I can see you and Madison swaggering around those Essex nightclubs like Del Boy with your fake French. I'm going to go at me. You know what it is? This is just because I live north of Watford and you think all we ever do is just consume gravy. Um, and you're not far off, but that's not the point. Um, when was the last time you had gravy? Uh, not cheese and gravy. Probably gravy like last Sunday, maybe. Okay, so but cheese, soon. but cheese and cheesy gravy. Yeah, not for not for a while. But I, I tell me about it. How did it first? Phenomenal. How was those first few mouthfuls? Just absolute decadence from start to finish. And the mixture <laughs> of cheese and gravy is such a winning one. But on the face of it, you think oh, that could be a little bit disgusting, but it's just not. Do you, do you know, uh, you have like, uh, when you're having your Sunday roast and you have the cauliflower mm. cheese, and sometimes a bit of gravy will mix in. Yeah. You'll have a bit of cauliflower cheese and gravy. You'd never put the two of them together, but it just works. It does. I mean, I'm, I, it, yes. I, I wouldn't have cauliflower cheese on a roast, ideally. Oh, well, well hang oh, on. What are you going for? I bet you were having cauliflower cheese when you were one, weren't you? Yeah, I bet your mum gave you cauliflower <laughs> cheese, yeah. That and, why, I bet you got your teeth whitened and your ears pierced at one and all because you live down south. <laughs> you know what? For all the culinary innovation that we've enjoyed um, in the UK over the, in our lifetime, I don't think we'll ever eradicate date gravy. And I, and I really hope we never <laughs> you do. you say that like people are trying? Well, some people must be. <laughs> Look, let's face it, there is an anti-gravy alliance. And I'm beginning to believe that you're part of it, part of the blob. People just wouldn't stand for it. You couldn't ban gravy if you tried. I mean, that would be the ultimate culture war, wouldn't it? Yeah, the ultimate. And what side would you be on as a southerner? Oh, gravy all day long. I think it's mad. I've actually got some northern family, and I have to say, when you go into a <laughs> chip shop... Some of my shop, best friends are northern. <laughs> like, if you go into a, like, a... You've got a lot of family in Preston. When you go up there, you go in the chip shop, would you like gravy? Great idea. I don't understand why the South haven't... Great idea. You only idea. need to go there once. Once you've had gravy on chips once, you're like, this is how it's meant to be done. Also, I mean, just any sort of moistness. You know what? I find with... Let's take a cooked breakfast, bacon, sausage, hash browns, haggis, yeah. white pudding. Without... Either beans or tin tomatoes. I can't get on with it. Yeah. It's just too dry for my mouth. <gasps> People Ooh. who like fry... Here's an idea. What? Full what? English with gravy on. 
I just don't, I'm not he's sure. He's not going Matt, for it. I think you've gone he's too far. For, I think to, you've gone too far. Too patriotic for your... What if I organise <laughs> the bacon rashers and the sausages into a kind of Union Jack and then the oh, gravy okay. in between might, in little puddles? You might start winning some people over with that. I th- um, You know what? I once went to a place. Um, I'm saying it like it was secret. It was just a, a calf. <laughs> near London Bridge, <laughs> and they were transitioning from their breakfast menu to their lunch menu, but they had all items out. And I said, can I just get a mix of a breakfast and a... So I had bacon sausage with roast potatoes, peas, mashed potato and something else. It was like quasi-carvery meets full English. Oh, mate. Well, you know Tom Skinner from The Apprentice? I don't know if you're familiar oh, with his work. Oh, the one who looks work. like Rob Beckett. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. He he has been posting his breakfast on Twitter for some time, oh. and they are the most eclectic group of dishes you will ever see. He has a curry often at like five a.m. and he's invented whole new things. Like he'll have a chicken tikka masala, but with surrounding the plate in like little like uh, they're like cuts cuts of roast potatoes. They're what you call not chips, like a slice of a potato that's been deep fried, just cu- uh, surrounding a chicken tikka masala at five a.m. I mean, I get why. I, I would have, say, leftovers for breakfast. Yeah. So the leftover of a curry or a Chinese, whatever. But if is he getting in at five and having that just before he yeah. goes to bed? Or is waking up at five and having that as his normal breakfast? But, mate, he's going to the same place every day. Dino's, Dino's Cafe. Dino's, Dino's Cafe. <laughs> Dino's. I must have just signed a play called Konstantinos Mavropanos, whose nickname is Dinos. That's why it's on my mind. Okay, okay. Dino's Cafe is near, uh, Hack- near Hackney, near the yeah. fields, those Hackney. Those the the Hackney Fields where everyone plays football. Dino's cafes down there, and you, Tom Skinner is regularly there. I don't know if he's still paying the amount of marketing he has given Dino's Cafe. You'd think he might be getting these breakfasts free. Well, thanks to and maybe you, they're encouraging him to try ever more outrageous dishes. Well, but, it's, but it's really I can't it's fascinating. This cafe would serve a chicken yes. chicken masala at five a.m. The other thing is I that about mid 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 November, I think it was last year, he went in there and managed to get a Christmas dinner at five a.m. <laughs> And I'm just like, hey, there's me on Christmas Day getting up at like 4am to get the turkey ready for the mid-afternoon. And he's turning up at 5am with the turkey ready. How have they got that turkey ready Because he's that time in the Dino's morning? and you haven't. You're a fool. <laughs> what are we all doing? Right, Christmas Day, we're starting it now. Flash mob down at Dino's. We're on. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Brace yourself, because we have oh. breaking news of an international standard. Oh, my Scully, word. What on earth is oh. happening at Old Trafford? I was just about to report that it was Manchester United nil Nottingham Forest 1, but Forest have just scored again. <laughs> Four minutes in, it's Manchester United nil Nottingham Forest yes! 2. Can you and believe you know, it? Five, we're just five minutes in. Willie what Bolly's is going on? <laughs> Time Do you want to know something? By the way, <laughs> oh man, he can't. He's uh, scored in like six or seven consecutive Premier League games now. Taiwo Onye. Wow. Do you know as well um, at the Emirates? Fulham scored in the first minute. It's Arsenal yeah, nil, Fulham no one, one as well. No one cares about that. <laughs> Keep talking about Forest. <laughs> Two nil up away at Man United after four minutes. Wow. What on earth is happening there? It's like the good Do you old know days. What? Do you know what else happened this week? Apparently, Manchester United lost a behind-closed-doors friendly 3-0 to Burnley in the middle of the week. Are they falling apart? Are they a crisis club again? Look, focus more on Forrest. You're such a southern media bias. (laughs) This is about the excellence of the Steve Cooper operation. I cannot wait. 2-0 up away at Ultra. Match of the day tonight. I can't wait. What is going to happen? 
Scott, what's going to happen now? We're a There's big still club so much again. Time. I tell you what's going to happen is we're a big club, mate. <laughs> this is the trophies we're going to win. Oh my! I'm losing my mind here. Wow. I ate a kilo of poutine earlier. Listen to how much <laughs> energy I've got. Are you having the greatest day of your life? Uh, it's up there. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I mean, I can't really not say my wedding day, can I? It's either my <laughs> wedding day or the time we were 2 0 up against Man United with four minutes to go, with four minutes in, and wow. I ate a kilo of gravy and cheese. Four minutes in. No Four one minutes saw in, this. you're 2 0 up at Old Trafford. This, this they is must incredible. be talking. About, they must be talking about this around the world. I guarantee you, this will be like MSNBC. This will knock Trump off the top story. Global. <laughs> this has gone global. We're wholesale now. We're in a different league. Scully, Forrester, wow. big time, baby. Not not since Collie Moore and Pierce have you beaten Manchester United at Old Trafford in the Premier League. Oh my! Wow. Not since and now you're December just you're tuning up. Tune up. Wow. Imagine what Imagine more if you could just happen. Keep scoring. Imagine if you keep scoring at this rate. What would the score be? You, it could be? We could be double figures at this rate. It'd be 45 nil because it's a goal every two minutes. <laughs> it's goal every two minutes. Stick a fiver on it now. <laughs> don't, 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 please don't. You are, do not adjust your radio set. or you're, You just cannot believe what we're witnessing here. A changing of the guard. I mean, as long as that score stays the same, you, are, you should be repeating it at every opportunity. I don't want to alarm you, 4D. I yeah. just... I've got Sky Sports News on the background here. I just caught a little bit of Tim Sherwood. He's watching the game. Yeah. He said the crowd are really rallying behind Manchester United at Old Trafford. I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare you. But there are dreams after on. all. With the greatest of respect to Man United fans, it, 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 that's not going to be that loud, is it? <laughs> it's not, though, is it? It's not, it's, not, it, it's not a great cauldron, is it? And I have a lot of uh, respect for Manchester United. Old, Old Trafford is a beautiful stadium, but that's not going to be... Come on. You think it's fine. You think you think basically it's in the back. We used to, well, I'm sure there are twists and turns <laughs> that lay ahead. But this is like the good old days. There'll be people listening at home now. Man United nil, Forest 2 is such a retro 70s, 80s uh, scoreline. This will be people will be sat at home now reminiscing about Clough. They'll be able to smell the gravy. I guarantee you we've been talking about gravy, Forrester beating. Maybe in some way we have summoned up the spirit of the 1980s. Old food. Do do, do you know what? You you mentioned it in the last link that this could be cutting through into global news. Mm. I've had two separate texts about the fact you were 2-0 up after four minutes from people who don't support Forrest. One from It's it's just catching on. (laughs) And the other from just down the road. Down the road. Just a couple of geezers. Uh, Now, um, lots of funny sports stories this week but Bruno who plays for Newcastle United has said that he had an argument with a fan and told him that he had a stupid short memory which having a stupid memory I've never heard that as an insult before you've got such a stupid memory your memory's thick because you're basically (laughs) saying you're stupid aren't you but um who is the stupidest person you know? You don't have to name names. Just tell us something about them. You can name them if you like. Um, we don't necessarily want to identify them. Um, <laughs> I guess we've all got a bit of a stupid mate. I remember uh, I've got a friend of mine who has to remain nameless. But this is many years ago. He got a fitness DVD. I remember going around his house and he was just sat there watching it. <laughs> I was like, you know you have to act it out in order to lose the weight. <laughs> well, he thought that was going to work. <laughs> he can't have, but I was like, why would you be watching it otherwise? I was like, what are you doing? I also convinced him to come round to my house because I convinced him it was a shorter journey for him to get to mine than the other way around. <laughs> I mean, that's mad. 
I've got a really stupid mate story. A mutual friend of ours, the comedian and writer Tom Crane, once went to Glastonbury and was bragging about how cheap his tent was, how it was so much cheaper than everyone else's. Gets there, gets to Glastonbury, unpacks it. It's a windbreaker. (laughs) Oh, yes! I remember that. It was just one of those, like, little pop-up things. Yes, it Man. was. It was not. A t- it was a windbreaker, like like this kind of thing. A much smaller version of the ones that fishermen sometimes sit in. Yes, that. there's that great fear now that every- oh, oh a bit a, a bivouac bivouac. I'm never sure what exactly what it's called. Bir- bi- 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 bivouac is that right? Bivouac bivouac. A fisherman all over the. See, we're talking about fishing, gravy. Forest beating Man United two <laughs> 0 This is like what was that show with John Sim and Phil Glenister when they went back in time as cops. I never actually Oh, Life on it. Mars? Life on Mars, that's it. Um, Mars, again, another great treat from the 80s, both the planet <laughs> and the food. Tell us about your stupidest mate. And obviously the great fear is, if you think, in my group of friends there isn't a stupid mate, maybe it's you. Absolute Radio and the whole Bauer family would like to extend our consolations and our deepest thoughts to any Manchester United fans affected by this show. They're still losing 2-1 at home by uh, 2 Nottingham Forest. Uh, we cross light to Chris Skull now for the latest reaction to what, what has to be the biggest story breaking on the planet today, Chris. So Man United have got one back, though. They're, you know, you're tuning up after four minutes, but oh, this is edgy now. You've got an hour, like 60 minutes left on the clock, really. This is going to be all that injury time these days as well. Oh, man. Can I... Um, oh, dear. Can, can Squeaky I, bum time. Can I say this in a friendly way? <laughs> Play the game, Go on. Mate. Come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> Wait 24 years for this. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Nearly the last time you won at Old Trafford, you won 2-1. Is it a sign? It is it a sign? It could well be. Um, also, just go. to let you know, in the Championship, Ipswich will be in Leeds 1-0. Leeds have turned it around. It's 3-1 already. Yeah, mad. Absolutely. And, uh, Leicester, Leicester are winning away to uh, Rotherham United. It's a weird fixture, that. Because <laughs> that really brings it brings it home that Leicester have been relegated. I still can't wrap my head around it, really. It does. And obviously, to those Leicester fans listening, you know, Forrest beating Man United 2-1 away from home will doubly bring it home. Um, <laughs> but um, we will talk about anything... Uh, we will talk about other things other than this global exclusive Manchester United 1, Nottingham Forest 2. Um, we're asking you about your thick mates. We've already been inundated, Scully. Yes, we are. And Gail Louise has been on the text. She's texting. She said she put a bet on at the on the Grand National. And when taking her bet, the guy on the counter said, do you want it to win? And she replied, of course I do. <laughs> this is, is this a bookies? Oh, man. <laughs> I, but oh, I get no. it. I get that. When you, if you've never placed a bet before, do you want it to win? Of course I want it to win. What do you think I'm putting a bet on it for? It makes sense. I know, but it's just but, such a funny thing to misunderstand, isn't it? Bookies I are do. intimidating place. What intimidating places. Are there's, sort of so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot you need to know just to be able to operate in a bookies. Oh God, absolutely. And and again, it feels rather like Forest beating Man United. It feels like <laughs> something from a bygone era, doesn't it? It feels you can smell yeah. the cigarette smoke. Again, something else from a bygone era. Um, uh, it's funny calling you Scully, actually, Chris, because um, I've been getting back into the X Files this last fortnight. <gasps> I reckon, I, and this is no exaggeration. I think I've watched around 50 episodes of The X-Files in about three weeks. <laughs> been, 20, Does it stand up? It's br- it still oh good? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I just... Because I've been on the, in a flat on my own in Edinburgh, and all I've been doing is watching The X-Files, because what else are you going to do at the world's uh, biggest arts festival? I, um, <laughs> I sort of do... I've never tried a Mulder impression before, but I will do it as I wander around the flat. Oh, that's exciting. There's no oh, if we could do it on air. There's no hot water, Skelly. That he's kind of got that slight <laughs> vocal fry, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
Turns out Very the frightened. FBI don't want me to have cold water. It sounds terrible. I'm so embarrassed now. When I was doing it to myself in the shower. <laughs> it's a shower, Scully. Yeah, he's got that slight... Uh, Do you have a like, favourite oh. episode? Oh, I like... I think series one and two. I, I love any... I love the, all the alien conspiracy ones. Yeah, that's all. The, they're the best ones. Let's face it. The ghost. There's a few ghosty ones, aren't there? There's a few like, oh... Isn't there? There's a few what? Uh, Ghost. There's a few. Uh. Do you want to know something weird? I never said that. Where's that? Ghost Don't in the you machine? freak me out because I've been in a flat on my own for the best part of a month and every creak and groan has had me on edge. Can we talk about your flat actually in Edinburgh? You've shown, I was on a Zoom with you earlier this week and I saw around it. It is opulent. Okay. Enormous. You've got Roman. You've got the top of a Roman column for a coffee table. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. It's I, to be clear. I don't own this flat. I rented it, and it turns <laughs> out it's it's not just opulent. It's it's got chandeliers, and um, it's got a gun cabinet. I mean, it's <laughs> something else. It's funny you say you don't own it because you told me you paid cash for it. Hey. No, I didn't. I paid. You, you can't joke about this stuff because that makes it sound. You're such a trouble causer. Oh my word! But it is. It, let's just say I think it's the amazing. bedroom is bigger than my flat back home. It's yeah. ludicrous. Do, 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 so, do you think it's haunted? Do you get a sense? The is it is, old. If you if you watch fifty episodes of the X Files in three weeks, oh, do you yeah, think everything's right. haunted? Yeah. You yeah, think the yeah, bus yeah. is haunted? You think the chips you're eating are haunted? You yeah. start to question your you, own mind. I used to watch Most Haunted with Derek Acora and Yvette Fielding late at night, and then I'd turn the lights off and be like, oh, I've spooked myself here. I've spooked myself. <laughs> it's a bit, war- bit warm over here in this area near the radiator. Oh, oh something's so going on. Funny. I've just seen a text. Keep them coming in, 8, 12, 15. Tell us about the stupidest friend you've got or the stupidest person you've ever met. He says, a mate of mine was asked if he wanted us to watch The Last of the Mohicans. He said, I've not seen the first one yet. <laughs> Nottingham Forest still holding on 2-1 away at Old Trafford. Scully, I'm getting the sense, and I know you don't support Forest, but you're kind of less, not just bothered, excited or interested about that scoreline. Do you know what? Because of you, I've always got one eye on Forest. I, I like, as a club, lovely kits, lovely ground, lovely fans, very lovely organisation. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. I just want to... Mitigate your excitement is a long way to go yet, Fordy. Long way to go. But if you win this, and I don't say this lightly, it will be the biggest thing to ever happen on planet Earth. Yes! Yes, I knew it! I knew you'd come around and see sense in that cold, <laughs> rational way. Now, um, we have been supporting um, Tamworth for a long time in Glory Hunters, but now it's crossed over to Alfreton. So, Chris, take us to that beautiful place. Is this Alfreton's specific background music? It's, this is what I, ima- I imagine Alfreton sounds like. Um, have you been to Alfreton? No, I haven't. But in my, but like, let me give you my first Alfreton fact. Okay. It was said to be founded by King Alfred himself, oh and my had to word. have derived its name from him. Alfred Town, Alfreton. You, know, you know when, um, like that fact, he was founded by King Alfred. How yeah. do you found a town? Do you just go? This Good is point. a town now. Yeah, was this it is just a town. Field, and he goes, "We're going to build a town here." <laughs> I think maybe that's your job as a king back in that back then. Just walk around going, "See that field? Make that a town." I well say, done, King Alfred. What do you mean it's just a field? I am the king, and I say <laughs> it's a town. Now build it. He's not. He's not getting the wood and the nails and just banging it like building it himself. Of is course he? he's He's going to be way too busy. 
He'll get um, some uh, peasant serfs to construct it for him, and he won't exactly. pay them properly, and then they'll probably be given the death penalty for doing nothing wrong. <laughs> Do you want another fact? Yeah. The, Hang on, let me get some more this, music for you. You like this one? The, the chocolate company Thorntons are based in Alfreton. Yes, they are! Master Chocolatier since... Chocolate Heaven since... I don't know the year. 1911. Chocolate Heaven since not that, 1911. Not that long ago, really. Exactly. If you the, think that's actually... That's that's not a big enough thing, is it? 1911's like relatively recent for chocolate, isn't it? Well, uh, well, it's not that cool. I'm not suggesting you eat the stuff they were making back then. <laughs> I think the, the original bars will be out of date if you've still got some in the fridge, yeah. I would guess Thornton's had been around since like 1700. I'm not that impressed by 1911. Oh, it's chucking shade everywhere today. No one is safe. <laughs> Nottingham Forest, King it... Alfred, the master chocolatiers, Thornton's. Have you ever had uh, a box of Thornton's Continental? Continental? No, I don't know. That was the I think I've just had whatever it? the average Thornton's is. This is the Christmas Thornton's. That's what I've had. Christmas. I think that is Continental. That was the standard selection <laughs> box. Um, I've got one more. Alfreton fact. Okay, I can't wait for him to slag off Alfreton. This is, one has more. This come, no, I'm really impressed by this. It's come directly from the Alfreton Wikipedia page. Okay. It's got its own section. This, this, this whole statement has got its own section. Professional wrestling shows were often shown in Alfreton with British legends such as Big Daddy, <laughs> Jackie Paolo, and Blackjack Mulligan performing. Do you remember Big Daddy? Easy. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Exactly. Big Daddy. I associate stuff like that with Skegness. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like at seaside towns, heavy men fighting for our yeah. amusement. Again, we're bringing back the good old days: gravy, Forest Beating United, <laughs> fat men in spandex um, fighting for the entertainment of children. You know, this was this was the good wholesome upbringing we were raised on, Scully. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever? Know, but what, what did we do in the south? We just got rid of the gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jelly we're going back. We're going backwards. Did you go and see the wrestling as, as a child? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Do you know what? My nan, my dad's mum, loved wrestling and was. I don't know if you what, ever watched those part? old. No, you, when you watch those old clips of like British wrestling that was yeah. on ITV in like the 80s, the first row is all old women. And I think it's like an East London thing. There were the, like old women loved British professional wrestling and would smack the baddies <laughs> with their handbags. <laughs> I'm not making this up. You can go on YouTube and see it. I don't know if anyone wants to text in and remembers this. Imagine them doing that at like WWF. Oh, that Hulk Hogan, isn't he horrible? I hate the way he treats you. Get out of it. That's my Sunday best, that is. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. In the Premier League, the second halves are underway. And the latest scores are Arsenal 0, Fulham 1, Brentford 1, Crystal Palace 0, Everton Wolves is 0-0, and it is Manchester United 1, Nottingham Forest 2 at Old Trafford. Forest 44 minutes away from being the biggest news story on the planet. I mean, this is an earthquake, isn't it, Chris Cole? Oh man, this is this is absolutely huge. As the minutes tick on, I'm getting more and more excited for yep. you. I think that at the club shop now, Forest Club Shop, they're clearing a shelf. The DVD will be there Monday. Yeah, there'll be some, maybe Tuesdays. Some witty shirt sold. Um, I, there's knockoff tents that you get outside the ground. Um, now we've been talking about a number of things, uh, and not just that global exclusive that Manchester United are being crushed like mice by uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, Michelle in Gravesend says you were talking about the X-Files earlier, did you know they had a banned episode? It was about inbreeding. I had to buy it on BT to watch it. 
I think it might be in season four. Michelle, it sounds like you really went out your way to watch that one. <laughs> I do remember that episode. I mean, I can't believe that any X-Files episode would be banned. But imagine going, oh, how can I watch the inbreeding one? I'm going to have to pay money for this. Why, why would it be banned? What was so bad about this episode? Can you say? I, th- I think we've covered it in the word inbreeding, Chris. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's generally seen as taboo these days. People feel that like <laughs> X-Files were giving away tips on how to get some inbreeding. <laughs> Jane says, I grew up in the 70s and my wonderful granny, who lived in Doncaster and was always known as Donny Granny, used to love the wrestling. And we found yeah. her getting really into it, screaming at the telly. The rest of the time, she was a sweet old lady who baked cakes, knitted and went to bingo. Different times. So there was obviously something about British you. wrestling that affected grandmothers. Grandmas. When you watch those ITV, was it World of, World of Wrestling or World of Sport? I can't remember what it was called. And the ITV used to be like Sundays or Saturdays. You, when you watch those clips on YouTube, those old British wrestling, it's all old women, old nans, gangs of nans out on the streets. The bloodlust was real uh, in that generation <laughs> of British women. Uh, and who can blame them for just wanting to see some uh, overweight men in leotards clatter each <laughs> other in a seaside town? Onto some plywood that amplifies the fall, but nevertheless, man, what a great... You know what? Bring back those days. That's what I say. 100%. British wrestling is pride. Do you ever used to watch the matches? It would be two massive blokes, and all they do is just run into each other. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like wrestling as you'd like WWE. It was just belly barging. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> it was like, you know when you see stag dudes playing Zorb football? Yes. It's basically that, but without the sort It's just big lads That's bouncing exactly. off each other um, and, you know, just being just, just being heavy and loving it. I mean, they were the good old days. Um, he said, not really a mate, but an apprentice that worked with me. We were having a chat while doing veg prep for the weekend. He said he'd watched Top Gear the night before, then went quiet for a few seconds and said, you know what I wonder? Do Go Faster Stripes actually make a car go faster? Oh, mate. <laughs> Mate, I mean, I guess if you're young, there's... Oh, no, 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 no! Oh, no. Are you, are you slightly ahead of me? I can't... There's nothing... Oh, whatever. Man United have equalised. I see it. It's happened. I've just seen it. It's Manchester United oh. 2, Nottingham Forest 2. The biggest news story of the millennium is wiped off the news cycle. For now. Manchester United oh. 2, Forest 2. Uh, Casemiro on 52 minutes for Manchester United. What a real shame for justice. What a shame for decency. Oh, oh no. And I, do you know what, though? I still I've still have faith in Forrest here. Yes, I think he can it. get back into this. Yes. We'll be, yes. Watching. We'll be watching. Oh, we'll be watching. Someone's texting to say they've got a mate called Tom the Plasterer who was scared of hitting nails into wood via, with the sharp end into the wood as it would split the wood. What? So it hits it the other so way around. Hits it the other way around. But that must be dangerous and and pointless. <laughs> That's the How stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> can you look at a nail and think I have to? You don't want to put it in the sharp end first; it'll split the wood. No, what? That's he's about, wrong. That... He's wrong. He's just plain wrong. So what? He's hammering the point. <laughs> hammering the point. That's that's I'm like saying they um, split the wood. Oh, I'm I, I want to redecorate the living room, but I'm worried I'll get paint on the carpet, so I'm just going to paint myself. <laughs> it's just like he's doing it. He's, he's he's ended up doing it even worse. We had a great tweet, by the way, from Henners. He said a few of us were walking back to a mate's house one evening. We had a few on the way back from the pub. One of my mates decided he'd cross the road. For whatever reason, he thought we were walking along a road. We were walking along a canal path. 
The guy walks straight into the canal. Oh, man. I mean, that is dangerously stupid. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, that is, without, without sounding all, uh, you know, uh, sort of Clarkson about this, the stupidest people you will see are people who just walk out into traffic. Oh, man. The amount of people, oh, you man. know, obviously the, the, the absolute headquarters is in central London. And when you're walking through that, when I go there to a studio on a, on a usual Saturday, the amount of people that I see just not even looking, like on their phone, just will step oh. out in front of moving cars. On that note, I'd like to put into room 101. Yes. You know when you're walking down a really busy street or you're walking through a really busy, busy train station, you're all filing in a row, like, you know, you're all heading in the same direction. When someone just stops in the middle of oh, a man. street oh, and, then blow, and you just back into their back, have some spatial awareness, people. Oh, and I don't know, people who do that. Also, just pull but, over to the side. Treat, yes, the, pull over to treat the, the pavement like a motorway and effectively use the hard shoulder. Get yourself flushed <laughs> to the wall that. before you need to... Re- I mean, the amount of people that you can just tell, they're on their phone. And we're all just yeah. stuck behind these people. Someone needs to say, Oi! Enough's enough. Yeah, but not me, because I'm scared of getting slapped. But someone <laughs> else can do it. Um, someone else says, One of our mates asked where the cannonballs actually go when they fire the cannon at one o'clock from Edinburgh Castle every day. Yeah, I, I thought this. Yeah. I've actually had this thought. I mean, you, I presume they're not cannons. Exactly. They're firing something out of a can- Exactly. Oh, they're firing getting blanks. Fired out of the can- they're going to fire cannonballs over Edinburgh, are they? <laughs> In 2023? Imagine that. I imagine they might fire them into some sandbags or something. <laughs> In some sandbags. Yeah, but you'd have to, you'd have to aim the sandbag like a mile away. <laughs> I can't believe anyone thought they were genuinely firing cannonballs. To rain them down over one of our greatest city centres. Right, let's just deal with this. What's happened? <laughs> Bruno Fernandes has scored from the spot, making it Manchester United 3, Nottingham Forest 2. Forest, who were, of course, 2-0 up after four minutes. They've gone down to ten men and they have surrendered uh, the point, it seems. With ten minutes left, Manchester United lead 3-2. I don't want to oh, ruin the afternoon, dear. but... Something in this country has to change. <laughs> the scales of justice are weighted against decent people. We need oh. a hero. <gasps> and have we got one? Hello. Brace yourself. It's Jack Grealish's Encyclopedia of Life. Oh, what? On rock and roll football. I don't know what that means. Yes, in. Indeed, it's time now for the part of the show where we cross live to Jack Grealish himself for another life lesson. And Stu on Twitter would like Jack to explain the life of Henry VIII. Jack, over to you. Thanks, mate. What like? Was he a king? Was he? <laughs> yeah. Hello, mate. You still there? <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, meant to be the dozy one, not you. What's going on? <laughs> Henry VIII, the king. Yeah. yeah Had all them right, wives yeah. and that. Like, yeah, at the same time, like, treating him badly, didn't he? Like, yeah, not very yeah. nice person. Like, I find him dead scary, I do, you know. Like, maybe, do you think that's why, like, some people aren't nice to ginger people? Because of all that? Like, it's like, because they're worried that's, like, they're going to, like, do that to him, maybe. I don't know, like... Yeah. The, the historical precedent Henry VIII set as a ginger person. Yeah, like, and what about the other seven? Like, where are they? Like, they all got away with it, didn't they? Like... Number eight, you know, same in football, isn't it? Like, you wear number eight, you know, you get a load of grief. But, like, what about Henry the first and the second and, like, the other numbers between two and seven? Like, 
They must have done bad things, don't you think? You'd, you'd assume so. I don't really know my Henry's up until seven. Seven's where my Henry knowledge kicks in, Jack. So, and what was he like? No, Henry's one to six. Is he a geezer? Yeah, I think it's a bit stern looking. Yeah, they never look the happy, wine. do they? You're like, mate, you're a king, cheer up. Like, you got everything you ever want. You got like 15 wives. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you should be happy. And you got all these like big <laughs> houses and horses. And like, they, didn't they drink wine from like amazing goblets and stuff? Like, <laughs> you, like you go out now, you get it in a plastic pint glass and it costs you like a tenner. Back then, like, I bet a pint was even cheaper than 50p. And then he's going around <laughs> chopping people's heads off. You're like, geez, you need to slow down, mate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> chill. Like, Imagine if he'd have been skinned. He'd have killed like 100 people if he was always in a bad mood. Like, in a way, it's a good job he was a king because it probably limited, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's a king. He's got the best possible life, I'd say, in that time. And he's that miserable. Just imagine, about, imagine how everyone else felt. Yeah, and, like, he must have got ill, like... Because, like, the nutritionist at, uh, like, Villa and at City, they're like, you can't be eating, like, Marsies and stuff, like... <laughs> imagine he came in looking like Henry VIII and had to explain that to the physio. They'd be like, later, mate, no way. Like, you've had a big weekend. And he'd be like, yeah, I, you know, I had my protein shake and my quinoa salad and then, like... 15 litres out of a goblet and a load of, like, roast chicken and I beheaded some people. <laughs> Mind you, it's the Premier League, and it's so they probably let him play. Next on Rock and Roll Football, it's Munch of the Day. Oh, it's Munch of the Day! <laughs> Danny in Derby says, I'm going to watch Match of the Day with an extra-large pepperoni pizza and some of that weird garlic dip. <laughs> Do you like the dip with the pizza? Which Well, it, it depends on your brand. Okay, depends let's go um, Domino's Garlic and Herb. Uh, I like. Do you know what Papa John's do I like. garlic dip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Papa John's Garlic Dip, I think, is the most underrated garlic dip of all the pizza brands. It's a very controversial one. Mm. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's sort it's, of... It's, it's almost Marmite. You could swap that out for Marmite. In I mean, the, if, if it was Marmite, I think people would really kick off if they thought it was, they'd ordered garlic <laughs> sauce and it came out like brown treacle. Well, I like it, though. I agree. Of, well, speaking of munch of the day, I got a, a pizza oven for my birthday. Ago. I was going to assemble it tonight. <gasps> and I've just realised you need wooden briquettes to make it work, and I haven't. I don't have any. Oh. I've, 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 and also, it's pouring it down with rain, and there is lightning. Okay. So I'm not sure that's the great yeah, idea. Yeah, don't fire and, up the oven in the... Uh, so what are you going to have? <laughs> I don't know. It's you know, I mean that. I mean that. You know, when like a Saturday night, it gets to that a little bit later in the evening. You're like, I've got no idea what I'm going to do, and you start starving. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, that's you need a plan, Chris. You yeah, need, need a plan. plan. Um, I'm looking for inspiration in this feature, to be honest. Well, uh, someone here says I'm going to have beans, cheese, toast, and Korean-style sauce. <laughs> I mean, and that's I a heck of a... <laughs> I guess that's just instead of using brown sauce, isn't it? He's going. I'm going to use more international flavors on my cheesy beans on toast. I'm not sure that's going to work. Let's do. Let us know. Okay. Do let us know though. Okay. Kirsty says she's going to have su- sushi. How do you feel about that? I don't know why we're now it's running them past you. Meal. You've become sort of judge, jury, and executioner on this. <laughs> uh, I, I love feature. sushi, but it's not a Saturday night meal. You want you want quite heavy carbs. I think Saturday night. Okay. So, well, then enlighten us all, Chris. What is the best Pizza. Saturday night dinner? Pizza, tacos, <laughs> bit of meat. So crunch, a bit of crunch. What, all on the same plate? Sweet corn! 
I love sweet corn on a pizza. That's where my mind went. Okay, then. you're absolutely all over the place, but it's always a pleasure, <laughs> mate. And hopefully, Forrest can nickelate equaliser. Oh. <gasps> Rock and roll football podcast done. Well, what an absolute riot that was! Uh, surely, match of the day. Surely, and I, well, I don't know why I'm taking pleasure in this, but surely United Forest is the first first game on the team sheet, and you've got to be proud, Fordy. The, the you know this 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 forest team they're they're cut from a different cloth. I've got good feeling about you this season. I hope so. A really good feeling. I hope so. But it, from a winning position to drawing to losing is as bad as it gets, the, isn't it? We the could've... problem is, you know, it's like England at Euro '96, which we talk about. Like, I think you just, the problem is with you today. You've just scored too early. That's what yeah. went wrong. Yeah, yeah. The game is still going on as we record this. I mean, is it beyond the realms? Is it totally beyond the realms that by the time you listen to this, you go, oh, my God, Forrest won it 4-3. There was like this the, mad in minute interest, at the end. In the interest of having an accurate ending to this podcast, would we not want to wait until full time? Because will it not sound quite peculiar <sighs> if you're bemoaning the fact you lost when everyone's talking about the 90-yard goal that Forrest scored? But then Deep that could just be time. like a great thing where people go, oh man, when they recorded it, they thought they'd lost and then we're going to have to wait till next week to hear the just the sheer joy of these boys. Yeah, The joy boys. Um, the Sky, Sky, Sky Sports just cut to a very angry Mikel Arteta storming around the Emirates pitch after Arsenal have just had confirmation they've drawn 2-2 two, two with the Fulham there. Glee. You cannot get over this Arsenal thing. Emperor, Emperor Palpatine Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Scully, it's always a pleasure having you here, <laughs> mate. Uh, particularly... I don't mind Arsenal. I don't mind Arsenal. I know. I don't mind. I know. Great guys. Uh, we didn't really give you enough credit for your Oasis opening, which <laughs> was really something special. Great. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. We all enjoyed what a day it. For, what a day we've all had. We have. It's been it's bittersweet. It's been lovely to to broadcast alongside you, but the forest situation really that was a roller coaster that <sighs> just went off too early. Mind. Put it, put it out your mind now. Got to move on. Got to move on. We go again. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>